This episode is sponsored by Katrina Burke Coaching, helping caring professionals create a life of balance and flow. Katrina has a range of programs available for teachers and school leaders. And for more information, head on over to katrinaburkecoaching.com.au. Katrina Burke Coaching, evolve, transform, thrive. This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, a weekly show to help you prioritize your health, happiness, and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. Today, I wanted to actually share something a little bit special with you. I have been writing a book as part of uh, NaNoWriMo, which stands for National Novel Writers Month, um, which is a, a worldwide now. I think it started in America. I don't think it's actually a national month, you know, in Australia, uh, but It started in America and it's now international and the idea is that you write a novel in the month of November, a draft of a novel. I'm not writing a novel, so already I'm a bit of a a rebel there when it comes to NaNoWriMo. I'm writing a non-fiction book about teacher well-being, surprisingly. Um, Anyway, I cracked the 20,000 word mark earlier this week and I thought that I would share a snippet of the book with you because it's been interesting, the process of writing has really brought up for me, um, you know, there's an element of memoir to this to this book, because obviously some of it's based on my personal experience, but it's really been an interesting activity because it's clarified very much, uh, even more than I thought was already clear, my mission uh, for self-care for teachers, which is about helping teachers prioritize their own health and well-being. But I I now realize there's also an element of educational advocacy or advocacy for teachers. Um, You know, education is inherently political. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to look like going forward, but I think when I read this section, you'll, you'll understand what I mean. I feel very strongly and I've always felt very strongly that, um, self care is, absolutely vital because we can't um, change the situations that we're in all the time. So we we can change the way we approach it. We can change some of our own practices that can change our experience of situations and um, can dramatically improve our health. However, there is a problem in our education system that is causing teacher burnout. And I think that to ignore it and to say that self-care is the answer and it all te- the reason pe- people are burning out is because they're not practicing enough self-care um while there is su- an element of truth in that i also think it's victim blaming actually <laughs> now that's that's tricky because uh there's a section in my book about playing the victim and how you know a lot of us do like to sit in our woe is me stories and we need to get out of that. Active self-care, proactive self-care is about getting out of our own victim stories, taking control of our own lives and changing the things that we can change. However, 
if that's the only thing that happens, then the system doesn't change and the things about the system that, you know, perpetuate teacher burnout uh, don't change. So I, I think it needs to be a balanced approach between individual teachers practicing radical self-care and you know systemic change so that the workload and the other pressures on teachers aren't continually leading to burnout like you know the trend is happening at the moment all right that's enough chat for me i'm going to read you this section of my book which will be part of the introduction i suppose um and yeah here we go When it comes to the students in our classrooms, we know that differentiation is key. Wherever possible, teachers strive to take into account each individual's unique needs, abilities and preferences. However, when it comes to our own health, we often fall for one-size-fits-all approaches and the promise of overnight transformation. In my experience, the one-size-fits-all approach doesn't actually fit anybody particularly well. Thankfully, education has moved on from the days when we expected all students to produce the same results from the same instruction. We know that difficulties and extra learning needs are not fixed defects in students, but that with the right approach and support, these same students can flourish too. Our approach to health and well-being as teachers hasn't quite quite caught up with the concept of differentiation, though. That's why when I began my full-time teaching career... Six months after treatment for thyroid cancer, I was desperate to shake the moniker of sick girl. And in fact, I was so desperate to shake that moniker that I refused to even tell anyone at my school about my pretty significant health needs for months and months. I was determined to prove that my mind over body attitude would prevail and any physical weaknesses I had, I'd make up for in mental acuity and the sheer number of hours that I put in. That approach was not only doomed to fail, it was dangerous. The I I will prove I'm good enough by working harder than anyone else here and ignoring my physical and emotional needs approach is the way many first-year teachers embrace their new career. And it's putting them, their students, and the schools in which they work and our education system at large in danger because it's a recipe for burnout. Instead of the one-size-fits-all, I'm the biggest martyr of them all approach, I propose a different way. We know burnout is an increasing problem in our profession. Scores of teachers from first years to veterans are walking out the door and taking all their experience, expertise and love for the students with them. The approach I suggest is one of self-care, radical, differentiated self-care. Only by practising radical, differentiated self-care can we expect to create transformation in our own lives, in our own careers and in our own classrooms. If we all do it, then we will transform our schools, our communities, and our education systems. The two most common phrases that are used to explain self-care are you can't pour from an empty vessel and fit your own oxygen mask before helping others. Both of these are brilliant. I believe many teachers can identify with the metaphor of the empty vessel because they themselves feel empty with nothing left to give. Likewise, the plain safety message resonates because teaching is a helping profession and yet so many teachers are going along putting the oxygen masks on everyone around them without stopping to do the same for themselves. Then they wonder why they collapse in a heap every weekend or every school holidays. In this social media inspirational quote world, 
these two platitudes have also become somewhat old hat. They're great, but we've heard them so often that sometimes the profundity gets lost. Instead, lately I've been gravitating towards a different phrase. What got you here won't get you there. What got you here will not get you there. It's fitting for this conversation about teacher self-care on both an individual and a collective level. What got us and our education system to this point of mass teacher burnout and attrition will not get us to the point of mass teacher well-being and retention. If we keep doing what we're doing, we'll keep getting the results that we're getting. Actually, I believe if we keep going the way we're going, the results will continue to get worse. Burnout is a result of cumulative stress. So as time passes, the situation gets increasingly dire. That's not what I want for you. It's not what I want for the staff at your school. And it most certainly isn't what I want for the children of our nation who are impacted by this. It's long past time our politicians and policymakers sat up and took notice of this. There's enough data about teacher burnout and attrition to warrant change. But there's also more than enough data about the need for equitable school funding for disadvantaged students, and they're still faffing about on that, despite it being years since the first Gonski report was delivered. We also know what pedagogical best practice is. Finland has been practising it for years, So it's never been a lack of information that was the problem. It's a lack of political and social will. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We cannot wait any longer for the powers that be to fix our education system so that there is a reduction in stress and workload, an increase in funding and support, and a flow-on effect to improvements in teacher health. We can't wait for the parents of our students or society at large to give us permission to look after ourselves. Half of them already think that we're slackers working only six hours a day with 12-week holidays a year anyway. We can't even wait for our principals and heads of curriculum to change our school culture so that each teacher feels more comfortable prioritising their own health. After all, school leaders are also impacted by the problems in our education system and are also burning out at alarming rates. And frankly, sometimes they're part of the problem with the soldier on culture. So waiting for them to change before we look after our health is shooting ourselves in the foot. We are the ones we've been waiting for. The only person I have control over in my life is me. The only person you have control over in your life is you. It would be great if we all felt confident and worthy enough to be doing so already, but the fact is our culture doesn't encourage self-care. Apart from the school culture in which you work, where there is likely an attitude of soldier on, the culture of the wider community also views self-care as selfish. We can't help but be conditioned by these views, and it's really hard to break from the norm. The only person who can make a real change to this in your life is you. Nobody else has as vested an interest in your health and well-being as you. You have the most to gain and the most to lose. However, I also know that a significant proportion of you reading this or listening to this, as the case may be, are obligers based on Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. So while ideally it would be great if you did this for you, if you prioritised your own health and well-being purely for you, I know as an obliger myself that that sometimes just isn't enough motivation. The idea is great, 100% agree, 
never quite get around to it. So if you're waiting for or if you need somebody to give you permission and maybe some external accountability to make you and your health and happiness and well-being the absolute priority in your life, here it is. I, Ellen Ronalds Keane, hereby give you, insert your name here, permission to practice extreme, radical, differentiated self-care and flourish in the classroom and in life. There you are. That's part of the introduction to my book. So the message I want to leave you with today is that if it's the end of, well, it is the end of the year as I'm recording this, but it may not be the end of the year as you're listening to it. But if you're listening to this episode and you're feeling exhausted and pessimistic and frustrated and like you just don't feel well, you don't have the energy and the, the positivity that you used to have perhaps when you were a first year teacher or that you have at the end of you know, the long school holidays and you're feeling energized and refreshed and ready to go, there is something you can do about it. There are lots of things you can do about it. And it's not for me to dictate exactly what strategies will work for you because it's not a one size fits all. However, there are places that you can go to get help, to get support. There are people you can talk to, whether it's your doctor, whether it is a um, another kind of healthcare professional, Get a coach, you know, Katrina Burke offers coaching. She has been a teacher and a deputy principal. She understands the system. I'm an ex-teacher and a qualified coach. Same here. I understand the system. I understand the pressures and I can help you through it. You know, I've had a couple of months off coaching, but I'm reintroducing it on a one session at a time basis. So rather than booking, you know, six months worth of sessions at once in a package I'm just doing one session at a time and actually the only place at the moment that you can purchase this, not on my website, but is actually on Patreon. So that's a perfect segue to tell you more about Patreon, which uh, is a, it's an online platform where communities, audiences can support the artists and the creators that they enjoy the work of. So Patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash self-care for teachers. Um, the idea is that there is a monthly um, donation that you make and it would support the podcast, but it would also support me uh, to continue doing this work for teachers, for advocating for teachers and the well-being of our teaching staff across Australia. Um so there's a number of different options. You can become a patron for as little as $2 a month and uh, there are different levels, but the $2 a month one also gets you one entry into the quarterly prize draw. So every quarter I am going to do a prize that will be a book or some kind of resource that I think can really help you with well-being. Um, the first prize draw will be just before Christmas funnily enough, uh, and the prize will be The Art of Extreme Self-Care, which is a book by Cheryl Richardson. It's fantastic, and I think um, if you haven't already read it, put it on your holiday reading list because it's amazing. Um, and a lot of the concepts that I cover in coaching 
stem from some of that as well. So there are other perks. For example, if you pay $10 a month, you get five entries into the quarterly prize draw. And there's a couple of different coaching options as well. So if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash self-care for teachers uh, and sign up by the 1st of December, you will go into the next prize draw. So yeah, that is Patreon. That's the only way you can get access to my coaching at the moment and going forward. And it's also a great way that you can support the work that I'm doing with self-care for teachers and go into the running to get yourself some cool prizes at the same time. And I want to also thank Katrina Burke Coaching for sponsoring this episode. Katrina Burke helps caring professionals create a life of balance and flow. You can find out more at katrinaburkecoaching.com.au. Okay, have a great week, everyone. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. I'd love it also if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes and share it with your friends. This really helps the podcast reach more people and together we can spread the message of teacher wellbeing to create thriving school communities. Show notes for this episode can be found at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash selfcareforteachers and on Instagram my handle is at selfcareforteachers. So come along and follow me there.